and I used to be shy. Hmm. So I was going, man, I got to break this shyness. I yeah. really do. And there was an ad in the paper, and it said bartenders. This was this was in San Francisco? San Francisco. Okay. Bartenders. I said, man, bartending school. I said, oh, man, I don't know nothing about that, but I'll try it out. So I attended the bartending school. It was the San Francisco Bartending Academy back in the day. It's not there anymore. And I aced the course. And the instructor said, man, you're a natural at this. I said, wow, let's roll. That was Rob Bell Smith. Rob Bell's a bartender at Tony's Pizza Napolitana in North Beach. But it would be a mistake to imply that he's just any bartender. Rob Bell is my bartender. Ravel is your bartender. Ravel is San Francisco's bartender. Welcome to the first episode of Storied San Francisco. I'm Jeff, and I'll be your host each week as we hear stories from all sorts of people about what it's like to live, work, do art, and pursue your dreams in San Francisco. San Francisco is and always has been a complicated place. It's been a place of extremes, extreme wealth and extreme poverty, sunny 68 degree days in December and frigid foggy July days. A proud working class city with some of the wealthiest people in the country living a few neighborhoods away. Stories that speak to a love of our city, the same city that also drives us crazy on a regular basis. Many of the recordings we do on this podcast will take place at bars and there's a reason for that. I want people to feel comfortable when they share their stories. And if you know one thing about how we do things in the Bay Area, you know that we love to drink. And we also love to tell stories. This first episode of Storied San Francisco is the story of Rob Bell Smith. Here's Rob Bell. I believe everyone has a story. This is my story. I love this city and I miss some of the things that used to be here. Yeah. I miss going to Rollins, which is a jazz club in the marina. Okay. And when I was in the Navy in Alameda, mm-hmm. I would come over here, hang around in North Beach, and then I'd go to Rollins, which was in the marina, have a champagne cocktail, and just listen to jazz. My first gig, and after I went to bartending school and I, I aced it, I thought I knew everything. I got my certificate and everything. Uh, so I went to uh, a hotel in San Francisco downtown where the flowers are on the top. Oh! Gary Danko. Not Gary Danko, but uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Powell Street and... Not the Park 55? No. no. no I, kn- I know it's it's got yes. a Japanese name. Yeah, it's at the top. I know and what I, you're talking Oh, no. Uh, Harvey Denton. Starlight Room. Yes. Sorry. So I go in there my certificate. Not a Japanese name, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, With you got your certificate. certificate. Yeah. And I told the guy, hey man, I just graduated. I'm ready to bartend. Yeah. <laughs> I was so lucky that I ran into a guy that wasn't going to put you down. He said, you know, I'm going to tell you something. Become a bar back first. Learn the game and then move up. Yeah. At the time he told me that. Pay your I dues. Yes, pay your, pay your dues. At the time he told me that, I was getting stationed in Pearl Harbor. Earlier, well, I, but... I, I, I really started to learn about the service industry 
when I watched a guy in one of the lounges on base. Back in the day, you could smoke at the bar. Oh, yeah. And I was just watching him, and I'm not knocking him in any way. Everybody does what they do. He wasn't cleaning the ass crazy, just not paying attention. And I said, I want to go back there and, and handle my business. And once I started that, it was like a, I couldn't stop. Yeah. I just wanted to give service. I wanted to show people how you do things. And nowadays, it's the same. Yeah. And now, everyone's giving the service. And what I love about this industry is the service. Yeah. Because you can go anywhere, especially in San Francisco. There are so many restaurants. There's so many places. But if you get that little extra, that little extra napkin, that little extra bit of water, it goes a long ways. And I'm teach. I want to teach that because I love what I'm doing. You know, uh, there's a lot of times that people will come up and go, "Wow, you're an art artist." In the the way you make your drinks. Oh yeah, I call I call bartenders like that with bartiste. <laughs> I like it. I like it because the drinks that you put out there, you don't want a drink that just looks drab. You want it to excite you. And when they come across the floor, whether you're drinking or not, you'll see something of wow, what was that? Yeah. And then you have, there's another one coming. Sometimes it's hard. And you know, because my drink is the that's how I roll. Yep. And once someone sees that, they go, wow, what was that? But that's part of the game. That's yep. how we do it. There, there, there are a lot of stories, especially here at Vesuvio. Vesuvio is my Sunday place. Vesuvio is where Tony, behind the bar, is my favorite thing. And the reason is because when you go to a bar, it's not all about the drinking. It's not about the beverage. It's about the community. It's like going to a barber. If you go to the barber and you walk by the window and your barber's not in there, Eight out of ten times, you might keep going. Right. It's the same thing as bartending. If you walk by the window and if Tony's not here, I love all the bartenders here. But if he's not here, I might go to, down the street because there's a certain person I want to see. Yep. And that's what I love about this industry. And the stories that you can come... That you, I don't have to... I wish that someone would come with me on a Sunday and sit down at 10 o'clock with me here at Vesuvio. 10 a.m. You will leave laughing. It's just watching It's people. like church. It's, it's your church. You can sit down and watch for one hour the things that go on, the jokes that are told, the stories that are told. Vesuvio, a couple months ago. Okay. I'm behind the bar. I'm still trying to learn everything back here. And this guy comes in. And he's like an army vet, maybe, or whatever he was. And he wanted someone to talk to. As a bartender, you get that a lot. Sometimes people just want someone to talk to. Do you just see that in people's eyes, or does it take them 
sitting sometimes down or you can see it and sometimes it just you comes. just feel it it just, it just happens it just, comes. It just happens yeah. he talked to me about everything from the vietnam war to every president that was after that one of those encyclopedia per- people <laughs> i learned as a bartender you want to know a little bit about a lot of things mm-hmm. because it helps you with other people. Mm-hmm. If I don't know what you're talking about, I can't talk about it. But this guy wouldn't stop. I wanted to wash glasses. I wanted to do. There was a. He wouldn't stop. <laughs> he wouldn't stop. And the thing I loved about him, after he got, he only had a water. A water. Mm. That's all he had. Tip me a dollar. Nice. It's not about the amount. It's about him doing it. Yeah. I didn't ask him for it. I, yeah. He, after all he did, about a half hour, he gave me a dollar. There's a chapter in the book that I'm working on. Every day, if I, if I just told you about today, where there was uh, uh, three people that had came in today, and were talking to someone they didn't know, which is what I love doing, and you know that. I do that too. You know My friends make that. fun of me. I do that at Tony's all the time. I love when someone comes in, they don't even know the person. Yeah. All of a sudden, someone goes, what is that you're having? Yeah. Oh, what is it? Give a slice, and the next thing you know, they know each other. They know each other. One thing I love is going from one section to another talking about one thing and then going back and talking about that. Yeah. It's never the same subject. Yeah. It's always, you might have someone talking about, what kind of wine should I have? And then you have somebody talking about, how are the Giants doing? Right. You have one person talking about the, the Raiders. It's the best job I've ever had in my life. I've been doing this a long time and I've worked with a lot of celebrities. It's how you approach it. It's how you approach it. If you run up on someone, then it's not going to happen. Yeah. If you walk up and, hey, it's how you do anything in life. And anything in life is how you do it. Right. And I saw him do that. I've seen Barry Bonds give autographs because of the way they approach them. Right. And that's the beauty of bartending. I've seen uh, my man from Metallica. Oh, Hetfield? Not Lars, but... Uh, Kirk Hammett? Kirk. Oh, he's Kirk he's the one I, I like. Kirk and he's I... He's a good guy. Another story. Kirk and I go back. He invited me to his table at Rose Pistola. Oh. His wife... When you were his, on the clock? Rose Pistola. You were working? Yes. Oh. His wife would come in, and his mom, his grandma, his, his wife's mother would come in. His mother-in-law would come in. Yeah. Sit at the bar, didn't drink anything. They would come in on Sundays when I worked Sundays at Rose Pistola. The best. The coolest. And then one night I saw him, and he said, Hey man, come on over and sit with me. He sat down with Kirk, I didn't drink, you know, I fake like I was doing. He didn't, I don't even believe he had anything. What I do is my experiences in. My own experiences have already been written. I come in Vesuvio's, Vesuvio, 
I will sit down with a pad of paper and I write about the people. Old school by this hand. Is my favorite bar. My favorite. I see more stuff here. We can sit here and just sit for a minute and you can write so many things. The sound of the bar, the smell of the bar, the people that are here, and this experience that I'm having with you right now are all going to be part of what I do in my book. Yep. Plus, I have a line of uh, clothing that I'm working on. Okay. Well, you see those too. That's You'll a new that. one. Yeah. I haven't heard You'll that. You'll see that too. You'll see. Okay. You'll see that too. Because we're only talking about San Francisco in this bar. How many bars there are in the United States? In the U.S.? In the U.S. And every bar is different. You go to a hotel bar, you go to a country western bar. A lot of people don't know, I worked in a country western bar in Hawaii. Whoa! In Hawaii. Nice. It's an occupation that I love, and I hope to keep doing it for a long time. But when I stop doing it, I want to contribute in another way. I also want to teach. I think that's bartending. A great idea. I'm, I, I'm working on that too. So I'm going to be at Tony's for another few years or doing the shaking and drink aspect of it. But I want to teach it because I want younger people to come into it with a mentality of service. So important. So yeah. important. You can have technology and all everything, phones and this and that. But when you go to a restaurant, when you go to a bar, you want that human feeling, the human touch. I hope it never goes away. If you want a chance to meet Ravel in person, to experience his bar and really eat some delicious pizza, go check out Tony's in North Beach. It's on the corner of Union and Stockton, just across the street from Washington Square Park. Well, that's it for the inaugural episode of Storied San Francisco. I want to thank Ravel for sharing his stories. And I also want to thank photographer Michelle Kilfeather, my friend Charlene Goto for all her podcast advice. And I want to thank everyone who's helped support me getting this thing off the ground. The music you hear sprinkled throughout the podcast is by Joe Begail. If you listen to Storied San Francisco on iTunes, Please rate and review us so that we can get ourselves into even more eardrums. Thanks for listening and check back next week on October 17th for a really great story about the 1989 earthquake.